today on the Zabecast, Notorious J.A.Y. joins me to unload on Jay-Z and the NFL's greenwashing of the Colin Kaepernick issue. Antonio Brown has lost his damn mind, and Mike Mayock and the Raiders have lost their patience. Brewers and Nats, and what was that freak show? All that plus, ma'am, is that an alligator in your pants? Your bonus, 40 minutes of me, is locked and loaded, so buckle up. And let's go. Oh, 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 oh. Here we go. Monday, August 19, 2019. Thank you for downloading a quick top 10 from the weekend. Then it's Notorious J. And then the Florida woman story that may just be story of the year. Before we begin, though, I played golf on Sunday. In glorious 95-degree heat with a dew point, oh, close to a trillion, which is frankly what we sign up for here in the Mid-Atlantic in July and August. Most days will be more like this than any kind of day you actually want to be outside. I'm not complaining. I'm just pointing out. Anyhow, I played Mount Vernon Country Club, which is in Mount Vernon, Virginia, which is, of course, the home of George, oh geez, now I got to check this. Mount Vernon Jefferson or uh, George Washington? George Washington is apparently, oh yeah, Mount Vernon is the plantation of George Washington, the first president of the United States, along with his wife, Martha. Anyhow, I played Mount Vernon Country Club. Love, lovely club. Very. Fun course to play, interesting, challenging if you play it all the way back, friendly if you don't, good time. Anyhow, I played golf with Jack Murray, who is the CEO of We Fix Media. His client, Healthnetics, is now advertising on my show on the Team 980 in D.C. They have a CBD oil that is one of the hot products right now in the alternative medicine and or CBD and or cannabis and or whatever field you want to call it. A lot of people have been giving rave reviews of what CBD oil has done for them. That said, I am optimistically skeptical that it will be of any any help to me, who, as you know, has had Lyme disease that has turned into rheumatoid arthritis that maybe one or the other or both doctors aren't really sure. I'm just trying to figure a way forward. And I'll tell you, I'll, we'll see if it works out. I, I said to Jack when I played, I said, look, I, I'm a big fan of snake oil. I'll try any of it. And he laughed and he said, I know, I know. You know, the product does come with a 100% money back guarantee. He says he knows people who have come back with absolute near miraculous reports of what this stuff has done for certain joints and certain arthritic conditions and certain other health benefits. Others have said, meh. Didn't do anything for me. We'll see. I'll try it and report back as your honest evaluator. Big stories of the weekend include Brewers, Nats, and my split emotions watching this series. Nats take two out of three. It was just this odd combination of games in which you had the Nats winning a classic 2-1, classic simple baseball game on Friday. Then the 15-14 freak show in 14 innings on Saturday 
And then you had a blowout, thanks to Brewers starter Chase Anderson giving up, count them, 10 earned runs in his start. Oops, should I not have done that? Also, Sean Doolittle, the Nats closer, went on the injured list with tendonitis in his knee. Yeah, that's it. Bottom line is he's lost about three to four miles per hour velocity on his fastball. He's an all-fastball pitcher. Without that fastball, up in the mid-90s, he ain't shit. And the way he gave up home run, double, home run, home run, in such quick succession. I haven't watched the most baseball in the world. Others watch way more than me. I don't think I've ever seen that. I don't think I've ever seen a guy go, bottom nine, your closer, your best guy, Homer, double, Homer, Homer. And the fact that Davey Martinez left him in there despite the bad body language, I don't know if they had any good options, but oh my God, was that bad. And then, of course, Hader had this amazing turnaround where when he got in bottom nine, it looks like he's not even going to record an out and likely load the bases and walk in the game-winning run. And yet with... 3-2 to Trey Turner after having just avoided by a whisker a 450-foot grand slam that went foul. He gets Turner to strike out. He gets, who else was it? Rendon to strike out. And I think Eaton. Bing, bang, boom. Unbelievable turnaround. Like, I'm saying to myself, oh, Doolittle's done. Hater's done. We all got problems with the relievers. This sucks. And by the way, I felt like Archie Manning rooting for a Colts-Giants game circa 2010, you know, where he would have to kind of sit up in the shadows of the press box or shadows of one of the luxury suites and try to, you know, root for both sons without favoring one or the other. This was the first real test of my split allegiance, my dual citizenship as as a child of Mill Washington. Honestly, I both teams needed these games badly. I want both teams to do very well. Unlike, say, the Redskins, who I really won't have much problem rooting against when they meet the Packers in December. I'm assuming the Skins will be way out of the picture. I'm praying that the Packers will not. But even still, it's not a hard thing. The Nats are still the one franchise in town in Washington that I think they've let people down, but they haven't pissed them off. The Capitals haven't pissed anybody off, but they've let us down a whole lot. And then they won the Stanley Cup, so they're pretty well loved. The Wizards are a complete third-rate shitbag franchise uh, with an owner who thinks he's smarter than everybody else, who fires popular announcers for no reason. And they have no plan on getting good anytime soon. And the Redskins have Dan Snyder, so they're, they're hard to root for, to be honest. They're easy to just root against because, well, they lose so much. Or if not root against, they're easy to... Shrug your shoulders and be a die-easy fan at this point. But the Nats, I like this team. I like the way this team has come together. The run they've been on, they're hitting the shit out of the ball. They've got awesome young players. I mean, there's a trio of Robles, Soto, and Rendon. That Now, Rendon's coming up for free agency. He's going to cost a goddamn mint. That said, he's the guy you want to pay. Let show pony Harper go. Pay Rendon for something close to what Harper got or was looking for. Not Maybe not 13 years. That's a bit much. And that's a hell of a team right there for the foreseeable future. But this year, I don't know. Bullpen is such trash. 
And the Brewers, you know, you, you worry about not only starting pitching, you worry about the hater situation. NL Central's very tight. It's a tough one for me. I, I had mixed emotions. I was a cauldron of emotions. What's the Anchorman line? I'm, a, I'm in a glass case of emotions. Antonio Brown has lost his mind. So, as you know by now, Monday morning, <laughs> he finds a helmet, a precious air advantage shut, two T's helmet. Apparently, they got it from a movie. You know, they scour the equipment lots and the prop lots. Some football movie somewhere used that helmet. Just the right helmet, right size, boom. Okay. It then had to pass testing. <laughs> and as soon as it, they test it, they're like, nah, it fails, can't use it. So Antonio Brown is screwed again. Antonio Brown tweeted out, NFL stands for, for life. There's some real discrimination or something like that. The discrimination is strong. Ra- maybe even said racial, dis- whatever. It was a tweet from a crazy person. And he did not report to camp on Sunday to work out and to be with the team. And Mike Mayock has had it, saying in a soundbite I'm sure you've heard now a million times, he's either all in or all out. Apparently, the Raiders and Mayock only gave him a million-dollar signing bonus. And the other $29 million coming up this year, I think, is salary. Now, I don't know if it's too late to cut his ass. And just say, you know what, never mind. Maybe they're not there yet with this guy. But this this guy's he's he's a mental case. I mean, I'm embarrassed to say, hey, I would have taken him as a Redskin fan. Cause I thought he was just a little bit crazy. I thought he was like, nah, all these wide receivers are a little crazy. No, no, full crazy. Walked down on his team in week 17 when they needed him the most. Furniture thrower out balconies, sued left and right. Not show, blistering his feet in a cryo chamber, not throwing a fit about his helmet, not showing up. I mean, what is wrong with you, man? Someone said that the Vontez perfect hit must have taken a lot out of that skull. Okay, what's that? Two things in my top 10. Uh, more ticky tack bullshit in the NFL. We'll get to that as the week goes on. Washington State is going to be on hard knocks of college or the college version of hard knocks. I was unclear if that's this year or next. There are some, I think, ethical issues to talk about in that regard. Brett Gardner got ejected from a Yankee game for bashing his bat against the dugout. Good. I mean, at some point, you gotta, you got to say, hey, a spontaneous tantrum where you throw uh, uh, a jug of Gatorade is one thing. Constantly, bap, 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 bap against the roof. Fuck you. You're out. We're not going to put that on tape for kids to see. Act like a grown man. Zeke Elliott's uh, lawsuit against the security guard, I think, was dropped. The security guard wanted like $500,000. The security guard also took a nice smiling photo of Zeke, I guess, moments before he got viciously bumped into and then fell over a gate. Grifter. Dick. We should talk about Michael Avenatti dropping some serious bombs on Nike with texts and emails and everything else. Problem is, his credibility is kind of shot. Cedric Benson died in a fiery motorcycle wreck at 36 years old. He had just pled guilty in court to some charge. That sucks. Uh, There's a piece on ESPN about Rocky Blyer returning to Vietnam. 
My buddy lawyer Dave texted me saying, I don't know how to feel about this. Blyer didn't even want to go back there. And then when he does, he almost dies. And I'm like, oh, shit, what happened? I read about it. He was like overcome with heat stroke down there, collapsed. Luckily, he was okay, but still. Nam ain't no joke. And then Kristen Wiig got engaged. The star of one of my favorite movies, which I don't know if it's cool for a guy to admit this, but Bridesmaids is, it's awesome. A very funny movie. It is the female wedding, wedding crashers, I think, in terms of funny. And Kristen Wiig is just, she's got it. I don't know what it is. She just got it to me. Anyhow, engaged. So, uh, yeah, and that sucks. Off the market. Hey, aren't you married? Yes, I am. My 23rd anniversary coming up in less than a week. 23 years strong. All right, let's talk to Notorious J-A-Y. Not, not, notorious, notorious. Hello? Not since the Louisiana Purchase has there been a land grab this massive and breathtaking. Jay-Z now owns the halftime show, and it's going to be a part owner of an NFL team? Jay! Unbelievable! halftime show for now, yeah. Oh, for now is what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess this is all still tentative, right? It's all aspirational, as we like to say. Ladies and gentlemen, Notorious J-A-Y from the mean streets of Baltimore. Jay, good to talk to you again, brother. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, Pack me for Vegas tomorrow. Oh, we're we're gonna we're gonna want to report. We're gonna want to yeah, report for back. Four so. lovely days. Fantastic. But this, but this was just so angering to me. Did you watch the snippets from the? And I'm holding up air quotes. <laughs> press conference where he's sitting next to Goodell. Yes, the carefully staged press conference. Uh, like I said, we talked, and I had so many things that I was angry about. Do you know who Charlemagne the God is? Do you know who Charlemagne is? I know, I know of him. He is like the most prominent morning urban talk show host uh, yeah. in you know FM music. Uh, it was going to be called urban or hip hop. I don't know. Whatever. Urban. Urban. Yeah. Urban. Yeah. And, and so he, what, has, he, he has he has a very good close relationship. How could you team with the league and Colin Kaepernick is sitting on the sideline? Right. He and, asked and the they, question of the moment, the only question that needed to be asked. Okay, so you yeah. thought it was a good question from Charlemagne the God. Can I can I first get your thoughts on Charlemagne the God? He's okay. He, I mean, you know, he'll, he says some stuff that's stupid, but... He fits his purpose. He's supposed to be shock journalist. All right. Well, don't we all say dumb stuff at times? Is he better than yeah. Russ Parr? Oh, God, yes. How do you think Russ Parr does? Does Russ Parr still do radio? I don't know. Is he better than Tom Joyner? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he yeah. better than Donnie Simpson? Different type of audience. Okay. I am now tapped out of prominent I, oh, right, right. urban it's format it. talk show slash DJs. Um, but the, the question was great, but I mean, I'll get back to that question, but there was some reporter air quotes who asked Jay-Z about the same thing. 
it was a stupid question. And then he followed his stupid question up with the dumbest question of the press conference. He goes, Jay-Z, would you deal or would you stand? <laughs> and, and he asked it and then had that look of, I just killed the press conference. It was the dumbest, pre- the dumbest question of the press conference. You're asking a guy whose whole thing is music. And he can just make a song that lets you know about his stance. But you're going to ask him that. Oh. So, you you thought, had, Don't you? so you thought that was a bad question then? No, he thought it was a great question. Oh, no. You and, thought it was a great question? Just, well, the guy who asked it. Go back and watch it. The guy who asked it. I, I, I've never seen it before. They didn't really and show him. Like, they didn't really show him very much. It was like an obscured shot of the guy. Right, right. But Jay-Z swatted away like a Matumbo block shot. Just like, <laughs> didn't even want to answer it. Right. Well, okay, so here's the thing. It's almost like neither Jay-Z nor the commissioner expected any of their hand-selected minions to ask this question. They seemed totally unprepared. Like, they got Charlemagne there. They did not think Charlemagne would ask the question, but that's what he does. I. I well, know. I know they didn't think. I know they didn't think Jason Reed was going to ask that question. Jason Reed would have asked the question, though. You think so? Are yes. Buffalo feathers. Everyone invited to that thing. First of all, let's back up a second. This is typical league cowardice, where they can't just hold a straightforward presser, saying tomorrow at four o'clock downtown Manhattan, we're holding a presser to announce a new initiative between the NFL and Rock Nation. Come one, come all. Ask a question. They can't do that because the last time they did, remember that was the Ray Rice presser, and it nearly ended Goodell. And that didn't go well. Yeah. But, I mean, inviting Charlemagne, they had to realize he was going to ask the provocative well, question. Well, I can't why, believe they did not think he was. Well, then why then weren't they more fucking prepared for it? That is a wonderful question. Because <laughs> when someone's not prepared, when someone's not ready, they say this answer. That's a great question. Really, Jay-Z? Thank you. That's a great question. <laughs> and then he's like, well, see, we're beyond the whole kneeling thing. And it's this isn't about Kaepernick. This isn't about Kaepernick having a job. I love the, the way they turned it around, like saying, well, he never took a knee. That was never about having a job, taking a knee. Yeah, but it cost him his job. See, yes. that's the thing. He goes, and then he said, he goes, do you know why he's doing it? He goes, he did it to bring awareness. Yeah, yes, Jay-Z, but he should also have a job. So that, yes, Jay-Z's trying, trying to, and I know you didn't watch the show, but people who watch this show will get this reference. Jay-Z is now Stringer Bell on oh, The boy. Wire. He's trying, I know you didn't watch it. He's trying to be in two worlds. He's still trying to be an activist, yet he is. Can, can, can you put? Okay, you're gonna have to put a disclaimer on this on this uh, on this podcast. Can you do that? What? I'm going to use some words oh, that may get you in trouble. Well, then how about we don't? Can you? Is it because the? Is it the N word? Yes. No. Yes. No. 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 Okay. Jay-Z is now a rich dude and the whole same thing. So he does not think in 
he can't think in practical revolutionary matters. Goodness, two years ago, he would not play the, the Super Bowl because of Colin Kaepernick. But now, all of a sudden, his his thoughts have changed, and he can he can he can play the Super Bowl. That makes no sense. Well, here's what I think is interesting. So after this carefully staged get together, sit down, which by the way was at the Rock Nation boardroom, not at the uh, NFL HQ. All right, so they got the optics of that right. You know, God forbid you you make the black man come calling on the white man's corporate house, right? <laughs> so you go you go to Jay Z's house, you go to his company's boardroom, and you select a hand selected number of people. You film the encounter with this very cinematic look to it, right? Like the the video was very gorgeous, very cinematic, right? And you make it look all high minded and great, and you're trying to control the message. After it's all done, as they're walking out, I bet Goodell and Jay-Z say to each other, if they slap each other on the back, all right, that went well, didn't it? And then the next day, they open the papers and they start reading the reaction, and everybody, Jay, is killing them. Yes, I think more Jay-Z because uh, Goodell didn't say anything. Goodell didn't say anything, and and we already expect the NFL to be a bunch of rich shitbags trying to cover their asses. So we, we expected that. But a lot of people thought, my Jay-Z, A2, Brute, A2. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you're going to take this money. You and, you know, you and uh, Beyonce and Blue Ivy and your other kid whose name I never remember. Uh, <laughs> you're going to take the money and then you're going to be more. You're not going to be billionaires. You're going to be gazillionaires now. And right. I have, it is, this is not about Jay-Z not being able to make money. If he were to own a team, I'd be happy for him. But it's, this is not dirty money now. It's a disgusting money now. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's not just dirty. Well, that's the thing. Jay-Z is already popular enough and rich enough that somebody, well, maybe somebody didn't because who wants to tell Jay-Z no? Somebody should have said, hey, Jay, or uh, hey, uh, Mr. Carter. <laughs> it's his real name, right? Sean Carter. Uh, uh, Sean you already have a ton of money. You'll never spend it all. Your your overall approval rating is pretty high. Very high. This is going to give you more money, but it's going to tank your approval, maybe ruin your brand. I don't know, man. I'd rather just make more money making music and tell this football league to go pound sand. Do you think anyone dared to offer that up to Jay-Z? I have not seen well, I should have went to Twitter and looked and, and seen or saw, seen or saw, what the Beehive said, which is Beyonce's army of oh. million followers. Which, by the way, very strong. It's like Chris Brown, uh, Beyonce's Beehive, and Black Twitter. Three things that if they mobilize, <laughs> they get shit done. I, you're laughing. I'm being 100%. They get shit done in the Twitter I, world is what they get shit done. They in the Twitter world they they are they are the the actors of evil. Real real real. <laughs> <laughs> the Beehive, Black Twitter, and and Chris and, Chris and Brown. Whatever, whatever Chris Brown's Twitter thing is called, it's wow. called something. Wow. Okay. But yeah, but so, I wouldn't I wanted to see what what they said because if they were anti this, well then Jay Z would have had or Jay Z and Beyonce would have had a problem. Didn't hear a word from Beyonce either, but okay. like. Yeah. So here's the counter argument. And that is, whoa, whoa, whoa. Kaepernick 
partnered with Nike for the very same cynical-ass reasons that Jay-Z is partnering with the NFL. He's taking their money and allowing Nike child labor, bad practices, paying NBA, paying college players. Oh, by the way, we're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, and, he, and you're allowing Nike to bathe in the glow of all that is Colin Kaepernick. What's the difference? Same thing for Eric Reed. Oh, Eric Reed, you're so pissed at the NFL. How come you're in the league again taking a paycheck? Hmm, hypocrite much? I'll hang up, Jay, and listen off air. Isn't, but isn't Eric Reed at any moment, or any moment, every moment, saying, this is bullshit, this is bullshit. Eric he Reed's is. not going quiet. Right, but he's still taking NFL money. Jay-Z would say, <laughs> I'm saying it's bullshit. Jay- okay, Jay-Z is saying, uh, this is bullshit, and we're going to work on all these initiatives, and blah, 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 and make some cool-ass songs, and, and, and I'm taking their money. It's a win-win-win all the way around, at least in Jay-Z's terms. I mean, but Kaepernick was, as you put it, taking their money before, albeit protesting in his own way. Right. So if Kaepernick came back, he still said he'd do something. He protested in his own way, which, by the way, was the way that the guy who was in the military said this would be the most uh, proper way to protest. But that's another story. Well, that's a whole different debate. We won't get into that's it. A, that's a whole different podcast. Now, your your uh, your favorite pundit, Jason Whitlock, said he liked this partnership because he looked at it as a cynical capitalist businessman saying, hey, Jay-Z is all about that money. He's a businessman. He doesn't pretend to be anything else. This is a huge deal for him. Good for him. And he said that Kaepernick should have done the same thing, which is to not let his actions get in the way of his NFL money. That Whitlock's stance is the only thing the NFL can do for you is to give you lots and lots of money. That's it. I don't... That's asinine point. What else could Colin Kaepernick do? So what he would... he would, So Jason Whitlock would like him to go to an owner and go, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to protest anymore. I'm not going to kneel. I'm not going to stand with my hand behind my back. Is that, what, is that what Jason Whitlock wants? No, no, it's not what Jason Whitlock wants. Jason Whitlock is saying, look, take this league's money, which comes in buckets of millions, which is... Which, imp- he, would, which he would have. Right. But do that and make sure nothing gets in the way of that. So if that takes saying, hey, you know what? I've made my point. Uh, I'm not going to kneel anymore, but you know I'm going to keep working for police reform and this, that, and the other. He would have been back in the league, and that's what Whitlock says. Put your money first in life. Do you disagree? Uh, see, it sounds very Jim Brown meeting with Donald Trump. That's uh, that that never that never sits right with me. All right, that seems like selling out. Well, it does seem like selling out. Revolutionarism comes with a price, but I. I Tommy, uh, John, uh, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy John Carlos, Carlos, John Carlos, and Tommy Smith. Yes, came with a price for them. They were ostracized. I know it's Muhammad Ali. Here's came what right. Here's what though Kaepernick hasn't done. Two things actually. He hasn't done an interview since this all started. That's three years, Jay. He has been incommunicado. I find that amazing. And I'm not judging it one way or the other. I find it interesting. 
The only words Kaepernick has spoken have been in a Nike commercial and briefly at an awards ceremony accepting some stupid piece of lucite for something. Because we, he has stated why he's doing it. What, what else can he say? There's a million a things he could say. I think the public... Really? really? If, well, Colin, you, you said you, you said you nailed because you were uh, against the uh, brutality of the police against African-American men. Where, where else can that interview go? Jay, don't be naive. A Colin Kaepernick interview. A Colin Kaepernick. In this day and age, nobody goes silent for three years. Nobody who is a household name goes silent. The Colin Kaepernick interview with, say, Barbara Walters. Wait, is she still alive? The the Colin Kaepernick interview with, say, Gail King is a six-figure get if he chooses to do it. The sit-down with Oprah breaks ratings records. And he, I think he's... What does that tell you about Colin Kaepernick, though? What does that tell you? I think... He's not about the money. Well, I think he's also not comfortable talking. I, I don't think he's good talking. I think he's worried he's going to come off sounding a little bit stupid. Well, and that, well that's why his girlfriend, the lovely Nessa... Nessa. Yeah, she's been... It's kind of his mouthpiece <laughs> on plate on, on things. Right. Okay, so two things he hasn't done. One is he is not... Um, he has not spoken in three years. That's well, number doesn't one. Angry me that he hasn't spoken. Uh, but by the way, don't take my saying he hasn't spoken as me being angry. I'm not angry. I'm noting. I'm noting, and I'm fascinated, and I'm stroking my chin like, hmm, that's interesting right there. Uh, the other thing that Kaepernick has not done, what was it? Oh yeah, the other thing that he hasn't done is he hasn't said this is the one, this is the focal point reform I want to see about police brutality, police use of deadly force, etc. Like, I think a lot of us, Jay, would love it if he said, here's one thing we can do, the first step, and I want to get this enacted nationwide. Here's what it's going to uh, take. H- have you heard what it is that he wants to do to try to solve you, some of these problems? Do you think he needs to uh, put out steps? How about this one? Here's mine. Um, stop killing them. There you go. Next point. Okay. Stop killing them. Okay. Next well, that. Point. <laughs> all right. That's not a policy solution. What what, what, po- what policy? It, it's it's. Why is it? And if this has always struck me, it's fascinating. Every time the police arrest one of these mass shooters, they come out unscathed. That is that never... is that is pretty amazing. Although the Dayton guy got killed. But the uh, the El Paso guy yeah, did not. Because he he went out. Did he kill himself? Uh no, no, he got shot. He got okay. shot real quick. By the way, the uh, the guy in Philadelphia, the black guy, the drug dealer that held up an entire block for eight hours and shot six cops, but nobody was killed. Black guy, he was taken alive. Was he was, was he a cause? Okay, you, you have your you have your. <laughs> Uh, outliers on everything. I don't know if they're but, outliers, Jay. I think there's a lot of. Be, I think there's a lot of selective. I no, we can't agree because you have to do an actual study of this because the media distorts Wait, things, showing certain examples of this guy, that guy, this guy, that guy. All these cases are completely individual, and they're all different in their nature. So, Dylan Roof, 
the guy who killed a church. Yeah. A whole church in South Carolina. They took him to eat. I know. That was wrong. That was insane. That was that was completely out of bounds. Agreed. Anyway. And then I have the black kid who was in the park and the police shot him. That was horrible. With a toy gun. Horrific. Yeah. Well, the one in Cleveland? Yeah. Yeah. That one was not as bad as the one in South Carolina where the guy's running away and the cop guns him down. The guy with the cigarettes. Uh, yes. Oh, Eric Garner. Eric yeah. Garner. Right, Eric right, Garner. right, no. right, right. All right, so let's get off the policy thing. Let's just get back to the NFL and Jay-Z. Oh, yeah, because there is. Yeah, the policy <laughs> should be stop killing uh, unarmed black people. Okay. All right. So, all right, but, but to do action, I think it'd be good to get, say, like, we want – this layer of national training to minimize but, the use of lethal force in interactions. Then you would have done but something. Don't you think they have that already in, in place on how you arrest someone? Yeah, now but, you need you, but, now you need national training on how how to arrest someone black and under the age of twenty five. That doesn't make any sense. Well, again, training should be trained. Okay. Well, then, if you're not proposing anything, you're just complaining. I'm. What, what what do I have to propose? Police should act one way and one way with everyone. I That's agree. I agree. But police come in all different flavors, just like doctors, okay. airline pilots, and hosts. Some are good, hey, some are hey, bad, hey. some are in between. This one I don't know if we can agree on because it, it, training should be the, you should address, you should arrest everyone the same way. Treat everyone the same way. Well, wouldn't clearly. That, well, wouldn't that be nice? But I don't oh, know how. Listen, how do you get there? I know that Pollyanna. I know that Pollyanna idea will never exist, but it should be. All right. Uh, okay, okay, let me ask you. Did you see the viral video of the policeman in Oklahoma arresting an older woman? On she, I believe she had a light out. Yeah. And she had been given that ticket that says, you know, you got to get this fixed right. six months. And she was like, I'm not getting out of the car. Right, right, right. Yeah. All she, all, only thing that happened to her was she got paid. She ran. Right. Okay. Like, well, is there an old black woman that got shot dead in a similar situation over a, a light that was out? Some would say, like, if there was a black woman and she got tased out of her vehicle... It might be like, hey, that was excessive. Come on, it was only a taillight. So you're saying, I'm saying, if, if the roles were reversed to a black male, that dude would be shot. You're saying, well, people are saying it's just excessive. Is that what you're saying? It was, it was a little too upset. Well, I would want to compare it to, because remember, cops make decisions on age and gender in addition to race. So older women, whether they be white, black, brown, or in between, probably get treated a little bit differently than young men, white, black, uh-huh. and in between. Which I can believe that one. But. Okay, mm. that's fine. Anyway, back to the NFL. Okay. Are, are yeah. we gonna Are we gonna get any good songs out of this partnership? Because that was part of the deal that Jay Z's artists were gonna write songs that that they could use in videos over NFL highlights and for special features. I just want some good songs to come out of this. I want some money to go for good causes and everyone to be happy, Jay. Will we get any good songs? 
We're not going to get up with people anymore. That's the one thing we're not going to get. <laughs> well, that was a halftime show. I said I want to. I want somebody to write a song. That's a touchdown, motherfucker. Or bitch, you ain't. Fa- <laughs> or here's another song, Jay. Bitch, you ain't fast. Put that over some highlights. Yes, uh, uh, and the, the lyrics by Josh Norman. Suck my challenge flag would be another good song. Jay Z, yeah, get one of your okay. artists to work on that. that. Now you now you're going too far now. What? <laughs> what are you going too far? Suck my challenge flag. Come on. Well then, I'm pretty sure Jay Z will be doing uh, maybe some of those commercials for the NFL Network uh, with, with 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 a musical backdrop. Um, all of his Rock Nation artists, which I don't even know who's on the Rock Nation. I know Sneak Mill. No, Sneak Mill on Rock Nation. I'm uh, not sure. I'll, I'll but, get it for you right now. Yes, but it's the Rock Nation artist now performing halftime, or friends of Jay Z performing halftime. But does anybody give a damn about who does halftime anymore? Are you only, gonna stick around? Only, only the media. We make a big deal of okay. it. All right, you ready? I'm gonna yeah. list. I'm gonna list the ones that I know of, which is not a whole lot. Not a lot. <laughs> uh, Meek Mill is part of the uh, part of the team. Ding, ding, ding. Rihanna. Shakira. Oh, see, that, that's a big get. That's a big get. Rihanna, Shakira, and Lil Uzi Vert. That is literally that is literally it. Now I'm going to read you real quick other acts that I don't know. You can just say, whoa, whoa, on, when, it, when I hit one that's notable. Ready? Okay. Angelica Vila. Never heard. Belly. Big Sean. Brandon Ross. Oh, Big, big Sean's a big deal. Uh, Casanova. Never heard. Serati, Claudia Letty, DJ Never Mustard. Heard. Never heard. Dorothy. Never heard. Freeway. Gashi. Grimes. Oh, Freeway's a big deal. Okay. Hector y Tito Los Bambino. Infin- Infinity Song. Inna. Jaden. Jarrah Benton. Uh, Jim Jones. Benny the Butcher. West Side Gun. Jim Torture T. Okay. Jay Electronica. Jay Park. Big dude. Big. That's a big deal. Yeah, John no. Janez. Justine Skye. Karen Rodriguez. K- Key Wayne. Muggs. Mags. M-A-G-Z. No? Oh, no. Big deal. Big deal. Maxo Cream with a K. Never heard. Mayeni. Meek Mill. Mozart Lapara. Mr. Paradise. Nicole Buss. Palaco. Cue the Fool. Rap Man. Rhapsody. Hold on. Cue the Fool ain't big? Never heard. Damn! I wanted to be a fan of Q. Da. Fool. Romans. Romeo Santos. Super Dupa Humble. The Locks. The Dream. The Gore the Boys. The Locks are a big deal. The Locks are a big deal. All right. Tiwa, Tiwa Savage. Treble Clan. Triumph. Vic Mensa. Victoria Lamela. Victory. Willow and Yomo. Never heard. So how would you rate that cluster of artists under Rock Nation? C minus. <laughs> okay. What is the best agency in music, in urban music, hip hop music? Ooh, that's a great question. Okay. Oh, I, I, it used to be the one that had uh, Drake and Lil Wayne, and I can't remember the name of that. Oh, that's a great question. Who has the best roster? That's a great question. You know what? It used to be a lot of artists now are doing their own thing. So it's not Def Jam anymore. It's not 
a lot of artists are doing their own thing. They don't need to have a big company behind them. Excuse me. Okay. That's a great question, though. All right. I have, to, I, I, have, I have to go to the meeting, and we have to discuss that. All right. Let's, let, let's move on before we're done here. Um, top sellouts of all time. That'll be our homework assignment for next week. I'm already thinking Troy Vincent is one of them. Troy Vincent is now the owner's, like, uh, disciplines are, former Dolphins safety, I think Patriots safety as well, Troy Vincent. He's now busting dudes for the league. And I'm like, damn, dude, I guess someone has to have that job. But really? So you think of the biggest sellouts of all time in anything, sports, music, life, you name it. Does Troy still have Papa John's? I don't know. Okay. How about, I remember Troy Vincent owns the Papa John's. How about, how, about, how about Joe Lieberman leaving the Democrats being independent? Sell out. That was kind of a big sellout, yes. <laughs> okay. All right, real quick. Uh, Michelle Beadle, off of NBA Countdown. It's official. It looks like she's down to her last out at ESPN. Of course, she's still going to make $5 million a year next season and maybe the year after that. Your thoughts? The person that hired her must have been really high on <laughs> is that too soon? It's unbelievable. That's, that is going to be one of the worst contracts ever. Here's a here's a gal who's okay on TV. It's going to be it. That's, that's Pablo Sandoval bad. Terrible. That's Chris Davis bad. Terrible. Exactly. It's like she doesn't move the needle, and she really she did. Used to though. Well, I don't know if she what moved happened? the needle. Here's the thing: who was bidding for her at four million? That John Nobody. Skipper had to go to five. Nobody. Got it. John Skipper, people, I hear people talk about John Skipper as this media savant. He has been, did, did he sign Greenberg? He signed Greenberg Six to million. a contract. Yeah. Where nobody was going. I know. Well, John, we're thinking of giving Greenberg eight million. Nobody was going to give Greenberg any money. Jimmy, Jimmy Pitaro is the, uh, is the guy who's trying to undo all of the John Skipper wrongs piece by piece. And it's amazing to think of how long the list was. All right. But Jamel Hill. Nobody was bidding for Jamel Hill services. Oh, yeah. Jamel, Jamel Hill, $4 million a year. Gone Michael after Smith. a year. Michael Smith, $2.5 million for Michael Smith. Like I mean, I, I, I'm not saying anything about their talent. I'm saying if there was a bidding war for their service, if Fox Sports was... Right, and maybe we don't know, but from what I have been told, sports was not interested in any of these people. No, and you know what you do? Okay, so you're going to make Jamel Hill and Michael Smith the face of your new sports center. Okay, you give each of them a little over a million because it's TV, and it'd be kind of humiliating to not give them at least that much money, and that's it. And if they go, well, how about two million? You go, no, nobody else wants to pay you this. It's either this or. Go back to writing for the Detroit Free Press. Right. Uh, Katie Nolan. Another Katie, one. She's like, you're like three million. I know. I don't think she's making three million now. When's the last time you've seen Katie Nolan? Uh, I don't think. Uh, well, she's on their digital platform. So, you know, oh, no. she's a, she's a digital. Yeah, When's the last time you've seen Katie Nolan? Yeah. I know. I know. All right. I'm going to cue the FTG. I'm going to let you think. I've got one out of the gate. Oh, if no, you no, need... no, no. I don't have to think. I don't have to think. Okay. So here I, we I go then. FTG. Here we go. Stand by.
I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, light him up. It's the first time it's going to be someone under the age of 15. Did you see the video of the kid playing uh, in Little League World Series, giving up the three-run home run to the kid from, I believe, Loudoun County? Yeah, how about South Loudoun? Yes. So he, this guy gives up a dong. A moonshot. Right. Once down the first baseline to shake his hand. To high Are five. To, 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 to glove five him, essentially. Yeah. Are you effing serious? <laughs> well, maybe maybe the kid was just letting the other kid know, okay, fine, you hit that one all the way to Poughkeepsie. Who cares? You're not in my head. Shake it off. No? Really? No. <laughs> you don't do that, right? Yeah. You congratulate this guy in the handshake line after the game. You don't do it in the middle of the game. That was, I, I, that was the worst thing I've seen in about 15 years. I know this, when I was pitching for Mort's Bootery, major league level, 12 years old, McLean Little League, when we played American League, cross league, powerhouse, Bergman's Laundry, and when Bruce Apt, this curly redheaded dude who was probably on steroids, hit a moonshot off of me into the parking lot and dented Frank Dietrich's parents' station wagon's hood, I damn near started a ball on the mound. My eyes were welling up. I'm like, he really hit that hard. Sure as hell didn't high five Bruce Apt. That's for sure. Hope that guy's in jail. Are we telling? Are we giving quick stories? Uh, no. The, Unless uh, it's thirty seconds or less. Well, uh, the first time I ever pitched in a game, I gave a home run to a guy named Lou Holcomb who played Triple A for the Rangers. Uh, like I'm pretty sure a moonshot like you did. Next batter, hit him. There you go. <laughs> and, and that's how it went. So to the to Bob the glove fiving kid in. In the Little League World Series, you say what, Jay? Fuck that kid. <laughs> the very first edition of FTK, not FTG. All not right, my FTG. fuck my fuck that guy yeah. goes to a guy who should have been put in jail a long time ago. Connor McGregor, you fucking piece of shit. You're sucker-punching <laughs> old men at an Irish pub over your shitty-ass whiskey. Why has the law not caught up to him? Whether it's the brawl involving Nermarga Madoff and his people in Vegas, whether it's the bus that got the windows broken in Manhattan to this, how is this guy not in jail? It's unbelievable. Wonderful question. And all the media who lap it up with him and get in bed, your sellouts, fuck you too. For McGregor, fuck that guy. All right, Jay, that'll do it for us this week. As always, a pleasure, my friend. Godspeed in Vegas. Be careful, be safe, have fun, and let me know what happened up to a certain point, all right? Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. I just got to say, I am so fucking frustrated these days. That phone call was made three different times. I edited out when I called him back to say we've got a bad connection. I made him take out his ear pods, which were wired even. They weren't even Bluetooth. I made sure my phone was connected right. Unacceptable phone quality. And there was no way to fix it. None. And I apologize that it was so shitty. I don't know what it was. Ridiculous. We'll end on this today. Could be story of the year candidate. 
Florida woman. Need I say more? A Florida woman who pulled an alligator out of her yoga pants during a traffic stop has been sentenced. The Charlotte County, Florida Sheriff's Office said one Ariel Machan Lequire, 25, was in in the passenger seat of a car being driven by her boyfriend, Michael Clemens, 22. That was when they were pulled over for running a stop sign in Punta Gorda. Both individuals told a deputy they were collecting snakes and frogs underneath a nearby overpass. Oop, volunteered too much information. They gave officers permission to search the trunk of the vehicle, whereupon they found a teenage mutant ninja turtle backpack stuffed with 41 three-stripe turtles. The deputy confronted the two individuals about the animals and inquired, are there any other inside the car? That's when the woman pulled out a one-foot alligator from inside her yoga pants. Ms. LaGuire was charged with possessing an American alligator, possessing more than one turtle per day, transporting more than one turtle or turtle eggs, and one count of possessing a soft-shell turtle. In Florida, it's illegal to kill, injure, capture, or possess alligators if you do not have a permit. Additionally, there are more than a million alligators in the Sunshine State, and reptiles are protected under state law. I don't know why that is. I thought they had more than they could handle down there. Uh, Florida Wildlife Fish and Wildlife Conference Conservation Commission and their website stated that alligators can be found in all 67 counties and that they inhabit marshes, swamps, rivers, and lakes. But they warn humans to stay away from the animals in order to maintain a peaceful coexistence. Yes, and don't shove them down your yoga pants, ma'am. The woman will complete a 200 hours of community service required to make a $500 donation to the Florida Wildlife Commission's Wildlife Alert Fund. What were they doing the 41 turtles inside a teenage mutant ninja turtle backpack? Something tells me they were going to be put into a blender and made into some kind of stew or something. You don't want to keep them as pets, I don't think. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you so much for listening and downloading. Tell a couple friends, download the Zabecast app. It is free and assembles all of these episodes seamlessly, and I appreciate you doing so. Thanks for listening. Have a good Monday, everyone, and we will see you tomorrow.